It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I am your host, Landon McCool, and today you're going to get a reprieve from Marcus. It's just going to be me today, guys, and we're going to take some questions from Twitter that I got, uh, Cowboys-related stuff, uh, maybe some free agency stuff. Um, it's going to be a short one uh, I'm, It's because I'm fly, flying solo by myself, um, but I, I'm going to hold it down. It's going to be fine. Uh, we'll get through this, and, and hopefully uh, Marcus uh, will be back a little bit later in the week um, to kind of help finish things out. Because obviously this is the big week, as uh, it, you're listening to me right now. Uh, today is the day that uh, free agency starts Um and uh, I think that you know we we at this point you know we we you may know more than I do about what uh, the Cowboys are going to do. So I don't want to focus only on free agency because I I do feel like by the time you guys hear this, you may be getting all kinds of free agency news that that kind of makes this episode dated. So instead, like I mentioned before, I'm going to take some questions off Twitter that might be a little bit more you know off season broad. So it's not just specific on what's going on with free agency. Uh, and 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 also, you know, I will address a little bit of free agency because look, you know, I'm on Twitter. I interact with Cowboy fans. I understand that a lot of you are frustrated by what you're seeing going on around the league. We're gonna talk about it. Don't you worry. So let's let's get right into it. We'll we'll, we'll hop into uh, some some questions that were sent to me um, by request, and, and thank you to to all of you who uh, sent sent questions in. I'll try to use your handle. Um, properly as the as, as best I can. Um, first question comes from from good pal uh, the at the Amir, uh, and he's gonna ask, how do you feel? How are you feeling about the tight end position? <laughs> I'll hang up and listen. Thank you, uh, Pash, for uh, for for calling in, quote unquote, uh, to the show. Uh, you know, at this point, you know, listen, Marcus has made a lot of overtures on Twitter, and I'll just throw his uh, opinion in here as well. He, he's made himself very clear that he's not a fan of bringing back Jason Witten, or at least, you know, he's not a fan of what we're uh, paying for Jason Witten um, and, and what we've been receiving at least these last few years. So um, I tend to think that, uh, you know, it, tight end is a difficult position um, to kind of assess at this point because I think that the – if you had asked me, I think that the offense is is in flux this season, maybe even more than it was last season, as they tried to move more towards um, what Dak does better than and away from what da- uh, Tony did better. Um, you know, the, the idea of being Dak friendly versus Romo friendly, and those are two different things, and the offense should be shaped to to fit that. Um, 
now, does that what does that mean for 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 uh, Jason Witten? Because really, that's what this question ultimately boils down to: is what are we doing with Jason Witten? Is he coming back? Is it the same deal? Is he coming back in the exact same role? Uh, are we going to c- try to cut his snaps back? Are they actually going to change the tight end role? I mean, I think that those these are all things that could be on the table. Um, and and really, I think ultimately it, it makes this question difficult to know any answers to without knowing the the larger question of how much is going to change in this offense uh, as far as the way uh, they uh, deploy personnel um, and how they use the tight end, frankly. So um, I, I think that what I can feel safe uh, saying is that they, they probably won't cut Jason Witten. I, you know, I think that they may secretly hope for a retirement from him. That could be a possibility. They may love having him. Uh, they may be, you know, look, he's, his, his salary has actually dipped down from where it was the last few years. They may be totally comfortable with the production level that they're getting out of him at that at that rate. When you also, you know, wrap in what he is, uh, what he means to the locker room. Um but but you know and, and maybe it's it's to, to their benefit that they, that they don't cut him and and that they just you know continue to try to find ways to use him efficiently without him interfering with the larger part of the offense. Now I think that people like specifically Marcus would argue that that is impossible that it's really become difficult to work around the starting tight end that that isn't necessarily a deep threat down the field. Um, and I think that 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 is where the changes in the offense uh, might come in play. So long story short, it's tough to say. It's it's really difficult to say what's happening with the tight end position. I do think that one thing I feel kind of confident is that I think James Hanna likely will be a a cap casualty casualty. Um, outside of that, Rico gathers. You know, it it really does appear like the, that there's a a rift between Rico gathers and the coaching staff on some level. Uh, whether it's for things that are he's actually done or not, that's up for up for debate. Debate. It'll be interesting to see exactly what happens with him once spring ball and uh, uh, you know OTAs is what I mean, and and, and all the you know, training camp stuff starts coming in. Like how much. Um, you know how much you see uh, him on the field and how much he actually gets used. Um, and, and last, just to throw him in Swaim. Obviously, I think he has a solid spot on this de- on this team. I think he's probably your tight end number two, uh, no matter what, unless they go get you know draft a guy. Um, I, I, I just don't imagine they're going to go out and sign a free agent second tight end. Um, so I, I think that, that his spot is pretty well secured. And then don't forget they also have Blake Jarwin still. Um, Dustin Lowmiller asks, and at Dustin Lowmiller, um, what about the wide receivers we already have on the roster? Andy Jones, Noah Brown, what should we be expecting from them moving forward? Um, I don't think Andy Jones is actually technically on the team anymore. Uh, I, I know he probably is, you know, still available and, and might still, uh, uh, you know, be in their not out of their thoughts, you know, but he could, technically right now he's not on the roster. So, um, or at least on the roster that I'm seeing, you know, uh, from DallasCowboys.com. So uh, I would say that it's likely that you know th- we're more talking about the ca- the guys, you know, the kind of guys they signed on their futures deals, like Katie Cannon, um, and then you know the the other guys that, that they have, kind of you know, uh, Lenoir, Lenore. As I say, I always get, it, I always read it. It's Lance Lenore. It is, yeah, number fourteen. I, you know, you saw him all throughout training camp doing stuff um and you know there was questions about whether he would make the team last minute you know, we had a lot of wide receiver depth all throughout training camp Andy Jones was part of that Lenore was part of that 
Um, and then Brian Brown, I think, um, if I remember correctly, was also part of that. Uh, uh, and he's another name that's on the uh, reserve futures list. Um, so I, I think that um, those are the guys that they have the kind of developmental relationship with that they'll probably bring into training camp um, and then let them compete again. I mean, I, I think that what, what we see with these guys now, Noah Brown is a little bit more than that. Noah Brown is obviously a guy they drafted. They spent a low draft pick on him. So maybe he's not a, um, in that same category. Um, but let's talk about the other guys first. The other guys, you know, I think that the deal is with them, even with the guy like Lance Knorr, is is that, they, you know, their bodies to come into camp, they're going to facilitate practices. Uh, and then when, when it's time for training camp to roll around, they're going to be given uh, an opportunity to uh, compete for a job. And, um, and I, I think that, you know, we've seen every year that at least one or two of these guys shows up and makes a push. And, and then every once in a while, one of them makes the team. So uh, I think that this, this team is really good about giving opportunities to undrafted players the wide receiver position and actually finding some players so um you know look for look for that to you know those opportunities to continue as far as noah brown goes i I would say he is more of an elite physical specimen i mean i think he isn't quite the dynamic explosive player that des bryant is but he has similar size metrics and they used him on the field a lot last year just as a blocker as kind of a a move uh almost an h-back type type of uh, thing Uh, again I wonder if, you know, in a move towards a more college-type offense, does Noah Brown start to carve out a very specific role on this offense as a kind of half-blocker receiver type? I think, you know, as a H-back move blocker who can obviously catch the ball, he really can provide you something. Um, so I, I do wonder if, you know, there is some opportunity. And, and, and I just want to point this out. Noah Brown... Rod Smith, Ezekiel Elliott, all three of these guys played at Ohio State together. Um, very much the kind of offense that the Cowboys could be looking to move towards. Not obviously at the same pace of the running, but I think you know with the kind of wrinkles, the changes in formation that they may be cons- thinking about considering. Brown and 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 Smith are guys, and as well as obviously Zeke himself, that are all familiar with that type of offense. So could Brown be in the, in the cards for kind of a specific, you know, larger wide receiver blocker hybrid H back role, which, I mean, he kind of already held last year that, that, you know, that's, that, that's something to keep in mind. And I think that's something that, that, you know, we should look out for in the future. Is his role more of moving it towards, you know, becoming a, a future starter or backup at the X, or do they have something specific in mind for him, like what we were just discussing? Um, and I think finally the last question. Um, well, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna combine a couple questions real here because they're about free agency. Uh, at Shane underscore sixty nine, nice Shane. Uh, Tier three free agents we can think about since we're not making a tier one splash. Um, and then Kevin Modisette asks uh, at UT Modisette, what's the what's the most you'd be willing to spend on a big free agent signing this year? Look, I, I think that the natives are clearly restless. We just talked about that earlier at the beginning of the show. People are upset. They're frustrated. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe I wasn't clear, but free agency, as I am talking to you right now, has not even opened. You know, there's legal tampering going on. There's lots of uh, uh, deals being announced, but that's not the totality of what of what is going on right now. So uh, I think that 
everyone is seeing the there's a there's obviously an increased act level of activity in free agency because of the the changes in the CBA teams have really started rolling their caps from year to year um, and creating large cap situations and especially teams that don't draft well and and they don't have the burden or you know I guess it's not really a burden to, that they're uh, to having to pay their own players Dane Brugler says it best I think you know uh, draft is wholesale uh, and 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 free agency is you know regular mar- you know regular markup you know so it's it's just you're gonna you can buy what you kind of know what you're gonna get but it, you know it, you're gonna probably overpay for it and and I, I'm not I'm not sitting here trying to make a, a statement against free agency at all I, I, that's not my argument point here at all but my point is is that the Cowboys themselves are probably going to be selective about how they're doing it and in order to get there in the first place they're going to need to make some moves to kind of free up the kind of cash that people want them to spend. So I think at this point it's <laughs> since free agency hasn't technically started yet I think it might be a little bit early to give up on their free agency hopes. Um, and just let's let's just all Take the week. Let's see what happens. Do they move some things around? Do we hear something about Dez? Do we do we um, do we do we hear something about um, you know restructures? Do we hear something about a new deal with Zach Martin or or you know that that you know that would free up some money? Uh, you know, there's there's lots of things in play here that 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 the ways that they have to free up the money. They haven't done it yet. And, and and clearly it's because they're trying a couple different avenues, which may not be on the same timeline as Cowboy fans need. So uh, that's where I think they are at this point. I think that they're looking, um, you know, uh, not only at who to sign, but what's the method to get the money to sign it. I, I, I think a lot of people are, you know, preemptively cursing them, for you know something that's an incomplete diagnosis, we haven't seen the entirety of free agency yet, so it's probably a little bit unfair to rule it as as a failure so far. I, I would imagine. So, guys, that's it for me. I, I hope you enjoyed. Um, hopefully, like I said, Marcus will be back a little bit later in the week, um, and if not, then you're probably gonna get me again by myself. Which you know, deal with it. It'll be fine. You'll be okay. We'll get all through all of this together, guys. It'll be cool. Um, and you know. Uh, hopefully by the time you hear my voice, uh, you're hearing my voice right now, you might have a little bit more news about some Cowboys free agency stuff. And, uh, and if that's the case, that's probably what we'll be talking about in future episodes. So, and if not, I'm sure we'll be talking about that, that we haven't, you know, signed anybody. I'm sure that will also be a well-discussed topic. So the point is keep it tuned to locked on pod, uh, lock on Cowboys and we'll have all the best Cowboys news, uh, whether there is news or not. Uh, and until then, I'll see you later. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.